on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> Kickboxer than the people that made Kickboxer. I don't want my chief puffs to get moldy and, and old. <laughs> I have never and will never be a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> 90s nostalgia is big now. I'm going to be relevant again. The hair is long and curly in this movie. Along with some good special effects, I might add. Yep, I like to go outside. I like to go on adventures. Oh, I've moved on to my, my old gummy snacks now. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that can indeed draw a stick figure dolphin. I'm Ooh. Eric Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I was put to the test the other night at Writers Club, and I said, hey, yes, I can draw a stick figure dolphin. It was horrible. No. Oh. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll include that on the uh, our uh, weekly pod cover on the Facebook page. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, and yes, Jess is not with us tonight because of uh, various reasons. It's hard enough for Eugene and I to get together with our schedules let alone uh, any third party throwing in there. So it's no fault of her own. She just had to work tonight, and I was like, uh, we don't have any of the other, other option this week, so we're just going to roll on through. We'll roll her roulette on the next the next time. Might not be next episode, because hopefully the next time we get together will be our commentary track. That's right. Uh, which also got bumped. I know. I promised everybody it'd be this week, but it got bumped, because I want us all three to be on for that. But that's just the way it is, man. Life's busy, and it's not gonna it's not gonna get any better because my work is picking up with the weather breaking, and I'm gonna yep. be crazy hectic. Uh, but anyway, let's move on to the roulette. Well, we'll still have some fun tonight. We'll do the roulette. Oh yeah, the theater ticket lottery is always good to just kind of throw in the middle there. And you know, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. So I'm like, ooh, here we go. It's I get to reach into my treasure trove of garbage. Yeah, maybe this time mine that I pull out will actually be funny instead of just silly nonsense. I mean, it was just boring last time, I thought. Well, for the stuff I pulled anyway. It was just like, eh, all right, you saw that movie. Good for you, I guess. What's funny is that, and I'm jumping the gun already, but it's mine is in a huge see-through, like, clear bag. Uh-huh. And so I just looked down, and obviously you know, there's all sorts of names. And the first, the, the, the name that's, like, looking at me right now is Wagons East. And I'm like, what? Was that a John Candy thing um yes i believe it was a john candy movie uh, i'm like wagons east um we're getting so that's, ourselves. and that's that is how this show is gonna go <laughs> okay let's uh let's get on to the roulette where we force each other to watch movies so that we can find those gems in the rough and hopefully avoid the grenades um and we'll just be doing a twofer this week but that's all right we got to get this crap off off the list Yep. So you'll have to wait till uh, next time for Jess's review of Narcopolis, which I really want to hear. Maybe I should text her and say, give me a thumbs up or down, because I kind of want to watch that movie. Um, but we'll get her thoughts on that next time. Okay, I had... Uh, wouldn't that figure? It's my turn to have the pole position, and now I've only got your shitty list to pick from. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. What are we doing here? Oh, yeah, reviews. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2, uh, the Hidden Blade Sword or something, uh, up against Barkley Marathons. Yes. Yes, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2, the... What is the, what is the subtitle in that movie? Did you, do you know? Um, let me see if I have it written down here. Um... The, is it the Hidden Blade? The Vengeful Blade? Come on, Netflix, hurry up. Oh, of course. It's like, no... And of course, in my notes, I have the previous episode. I, I and then tonight's my picks, so I don't actually have 
I don't know, Crouching yeah. Tiger, something, 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 Dark Side. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Movie freaks. <laughs> We're off to a hell of a start. Yeah, they are. It, the, has it the, been a the, hell of a day? I, I, I freaking got about two hours, two or three hours of sleep last night. And yeah. work all day and, oh, God. Ah, whatever. Who gives a crap? Okay, Crouching yeah. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, something, too. Um, part, part two, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a martial arts movie. Uh, it kind of picks up from the Michelle Yeoh character from the previous film and carries mm-hmm. on. Uh, the easiest way to explain my review of this thing, as a Crouching Tiger sequel, I would say thumbs down. Because Crouching Tiger is a freaking masterpiece mm-hmm. of cinema in that it's not just good fighting or just good shots or a good story or it's everything. It's masterful in every one of those respects. Uh, the sequel, no, not so much. Now, if you look at this as not a Crouching Tiger sequel, just look at it as a fantasy martial arts kind of movie, thumbs up. This was a good watch. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it was entertaining. The fighting was cool. Uh, the story was okay. Uh, the way it was shot, not even in the same ballpark as the first film. I mean, uh, you could tell so many times when they're just standing on a green screen. It didn't even look close to real. Uh, so That's what was, made the first one so good, is they were in a real forest, and they were right. in a, you know, temple courtyard and all that stuff. I mean, there are a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of practical sets, too, but you could tell even in the courtyards where it's like, it looks like the whole background is fake. It just looks like fake colored garbage. Um, so I, I enjoyed the film and I'll, I'll watch it again. Um, but uh, I, it's not nearly the masterpiece that the first one is. As expected. Was this the one that John Gross picked on his uh, Fantasy League? Was yes. this the same movie? Because yes. just that movie... You know, vanished. I think like it was supposed to get a limit, and maybe it did get a limited theatrical release. But I think it vanished. It, no, it was supposed to get a limited, and then they found out they want to do simultaneous IMAX and Netflix, and then all those theaters or the oh. theaters said no and bounced. Okay. So anyway, I did enjoy the film, and I think you should give it a watch. It was very painless. Just try really hard to disassociate it a bit from Crouching Tiger, um, and as far as the story goes. In a lot of ways, the first half especially really is trying to repeat that thing, that story. Mm. Uh, young girl pupil wants to get that emerald sword thing again, and she's uh, unruly and learning this same flying around technique, and you know, and then it deviates into this other thing. But it was it was enjoyable. Hmm. Uh, but it was not. Yeah, didn't live up to the original. Okay, uh, over to you, Barkley Marathons. Not going to spend much time on this. Usually, I can find some positives uh, in a uh, in a documentary. This one here, unfortunately, was very, very difficult for me to, to get through. Uh, there was another one that, that was thrown up on the roulette a while ago. Of Antarctica, something Fahrenheit or something. You remember that one? 180 degrees or 170 yeah. degrees or something. Some Which degrees. was really not a documentary at all. It was just random footage that these people shot and it wasn't good. This is better than that. Uh, it's technically, it's well made, but, and I think it's, it basically is this big, really, really grueling race. Um, and the whole point of this race is, uh, is how difficult it is and how, most people don't get through it. 
And here's here's where I think I kind of went south on the movie is my uncle, Paul Vernon Stutzman, walked the Appalachian Trail, Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. which is insanely difficult to do by himself. And so I read his book and I've talked to him and I've heard him speak. And so I know like what a grueling like months and months long ordeal is like that, you know. And I don't know why this just felt a little bit more like, come on, man up. And I, hey, I probably couldn't do it. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, come on. Yeah, your legs are scratched up and you're, so you're tired. Were these people yeah. that signed up to do this thing and then, what, after a couple hours or a half a day, they're whining? Yeah, yeah, yeah and they're starting to whine and then, they, and then they have breaks and then they eat and then they bitch. And, and it, it's like, the whole race itself is kind of interesting, but the way the track is laid out, it doesn't lend itself good to a movie. Like, in filming, it's like you almost, it's hard for me, it was hard for me to get a sense of what are you exactly, okay, now you're trying to run up a hill, and oh, okay, now you're breaking, and now, like you're resting and your legs are scratched up, and it's like a sense of where they're going right. is kind of difficult, because it's like, ah, oh, it's more woods. It's like, this is the Blair Witch Project, but not scary, <laughs> and and just, they're just running around the woods, and I just, and I don't know, it was just like, ah, oh, you guys seem kind of like hipsters, <laughs> and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just sounds like they were really whiny. Yeah, yeah, yes. That and, would be and, irritating. Yeah, and hippie-ish. I don't know. Eh, meh. It, it, this would have probably been a lot better had it been like a short half-hour long documentary, but it was stretched to the limit. To I'm like, okay, I get it. Oh, your legs are scratched up again. Oh, now you're dropping out. There was no – for me, there was no sense of, oh, who's going to win this? I didn't – I'm like, what? when is this going to be over? I, when? It's when? A, please. An, an episode of Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. skip it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on, because uh, we have lots of more interesting stuff to talk about. Yes. Uh, picks for the next round. Uh, we'll go first. Uh, this one's a little longer, 120 minutes. The Forbidden Room, but I thought the concept was so interesting that I had to throw it on there. Uh, this surreal anthology of 17 different stories includes narratives about a stranded submarine crew, wolfish kidnappers, and volcano maiden sacrifice. I, that's a, 17 stories. That's kind of where that's, I was like, uh, yeah. pretty cool. I, oh, yeah. that that's I like that. Uh, next up is Indigenous at a whopping 85 minutes. When five American tourists, we already know where this is going, right? <laughs> Anything that starts off that way. It's never like fall and, you know. Uh, take a pleasure trip to Panama. They ignore warnings about by the locals and come face to face with a blood-sucking monster. Perfect. Um, and lastly, and this one's the weirdest of the bunch, I think. Hell and Back. And this is an animated film. Rated R. This is why I threw it on. At first, I skipped over this thing. But then when I was looking at it again because of the cast, Nick Swardson, Mila Kunis, Bob Odenkirk, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And then I noticed it was rated R. I was like, okay, one of us is going to watch this thing. When best friends break a blood oath, one of them is cast away to hell, and the other two must save him from the misfits of the underworld. Uh, 85 minutes. Over to you. Sell okay. Me, sell me sell me your garbage. <laughs> yep. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um... So I've got a couple of recycled ones, although they probably, they might be okay. Dope is the first one, which we've talked about that. So already that's been on the roulette. Uh, 
that's the that's actually probably the theatrical release of my three picks. Dope actually got a theatrical release. The other two, not so much. Uh, next up is Rekill. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why. I just, I, it, I think this looks really cool. I love, I love that cover that they show on Netflix of this, this skull. And he looks like he's wearing an army helmet or a Nazi helmet. And there's a bullet going through. I don't know. It just looks really cool. And the premise is awesome. Yes. The premise, I think, sounds good. Uh, Ooh, after years Scott, of battling. Scott Atkins. That, you know what? Seriously, like, even crappy movies with him, uh, he elevates every movie he's in just because he's such a badass. Yep. Um, but anyway, five years after a zombie apocalypse, a team of soldiers discovers that the monsters they thought were destroyed are back to finish off the survivors. And I think that Rekill might have been, um, an eight films to die for, or do you remember that series? Yeah, vaguely. There was one. Okay. I, I usually waited for you to wade through all of that trash and tell me which yeah. ones to get. You know, and part of me thinks that they actually did it again, like had that series again, and that was one of them. I, I, I think I just, they did I, it for multiple years. Yeah, they did. I think every year there was another series or a year or yeah. two. Uh, okay, and last but not least, Ferocious Planet. Um, it's not going to happen, dude. It's, ah, it's but still, it's got... Uh, the 25th uh, film in Sci-Fi Channel's Manhunter series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a groundbreaking device designed to glimpse alternate universe malfunctions and transports a group of observers into a nightmarish new dimension. Damn John Rice davies is in it. Oh, see, um, I want th- you get me back in with the premise, then John Rice davies I'm back out again. Ah, uh, but, yeah. Because <laughs> well, I, know, I know his sci-fi work. Now, here is... This is interesting. This is from the director of uh, Isolation and that hybrid movie. And then I'm back yeah. in again. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. And hybrid was okay-ish. Isolation was a gem to me. Um, yeah, Isolation's so. good. I don't think – did I see hybrid? Yeah, you did. That's the one in the, in the end. They're in the underground bunker and there's a creature with a bunch oh, of eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It was okay. Yeah. But this one here, I don't know why this one really looks sci-fi channel-ish. It's because the giant dinosaur is chasing the people or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Joe Flanagan's in it. And back to you. <laughs> Joe Flanagan. Oh, it's my turn to pick. I'll take Rico. I'll dive on <laughs> the Scott nice. grenade. Since I took the easy crouching tiger pick last time. Okay. All right. And for me. Oh, boy. You. I mean, seriously, those three all... Helen back really is tempting, um, but you know me, I gotta go with the horror yeah, junk. Yep, I do. Indigenous, it is, <laughs> and you know I'll watch the animated thing, so you'll wait yep. to hear from me. Yeah, <laughs> and you but had seriously. I, I wanted to mention too. You had thrown on there that Halo, uh, yes, thing that and, looks and cool. I had I was gonna throw it on too until I noticed that it was only sixty minutes or something, and mm-hmm. it was a little short for a roulette. I pushed play on it tonight before the show. That's an animated film. I thought that was another one of those live action things. Like, oh, okay. And where, so I yeah. was like low expectations, but when I saw it was animated, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Much, immediately much the production values can go up then if that's yes, the case. Yes. <laughs> so I, I turned it off after five minutes because it was like, no, I don't want to watch this in the office. I want to watch this out in the big screen. Nice. So oh. that'll be, uh, oh, that's my tease for this week. Yep. Now, Helen Back, have you, because I'm pretty sure I've heard of that movie before. The roulette. I, I know sounds... nothing about it. It just popped up on the newly added, and I was like, animated film. And, you know, I like the really dark anime, and, well, not that this is that, but it's got devils and hell and yeah. 
all kinds of crap like that Dante's Inferno. Yeah. But I picked the, I picked the one that will more than likely suck, but you never know. It sounded cool. It was a creature thing. Yeah. It was like, I want to see that. If you, if you had beat me to the roulette and put it on there, I probably would have picked it. Yeah. At the very least, it's new, so it'll probably be slickly shot. We'll see. I don't know. Hipsters and... Yeah. Yep, and making <laughs> no. stupid decisions and screaming and loud jump scares. People and you that. hate and no good yep. creature. Just <laughs> turns out to be a to- pissed off gorilla or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week, yep. folks. Snake jaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, this was going to be a good one. So we were, we actually both picked... Two low-budget, probably low-budget, oh, horror movies. It's all roulette. The only thing that yep. wasn't really roulette would be Forbidden Room and Dope, probably, because Forbidden Room had won some actual indie film awards, and Dope yep. has, was highly acclaimed as well, so yep. I'm sure... The dope, I'm serious, Dope, I think, is going to end up being a complete, easy thumbs-up. I just, I don't know why I just think that's going to... I'm going to really like that movie, and that's probably why I'm not diving on it sooner, is Same I want to... Get some of these junkers off the list, and that's what the roulette's for. It's to force you to pull the trigger on this crap, so we can yep, <laughs> so we can not watch the good stuff until Netflix takes it off. And yes, then complain about it. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. I, I was, by the way, speaking of which, I was really, really disappointed to find out that Slugs and Deep Star Six have both vanished from uh, from Netflix, which pisses me off. Because those are six. I think I watched part of that. And it was... Oh, that's a good movie. That's like that's the uh, that's the Sean S. Cunningham underwater. That came out right at the same time Abyss did and well, Leviathan. But I had just borrowed it from. Did I borrow a Blu-ray from you of that, or did I just watch not it on, Deep Star I'm, Six? I must no. have just. Is that the giant crab spider thing at the end? Yes, that's okay. the one. I watched it on Netflix. I just remember it being ultra high HD, so I couldn't remember if. Yeah, I and it, it looked great. You. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, that I was, was a good movie, though. I had never seen that movie before. That was my first time, and that was part of my quest to find that underwater movie that I Which saw snippets still... of on 43, and I still can't find. Although, I do have a new contender in that, uh, damn it, now I don't have the title in front of me. <laughs> it was hmm. one that you had were talking about. The Rift? Yes. I think that was it. Because that is a... Is that J. an P. 80s movie? Oh yeah, that's a J.P. Simon. That's a pieces director movie. Yeah, I need with to... the guy from uh, from Full Metal Jacket. Uh, I, you have Ermey. it. No, I don't. Okay. That's on Amazon. Actually, I've watched it twice in the last uh, year and a half or so on Amazon Prime. That movie kicks ass. Oh, I need to see. I, it's an underwater movie. I have got yeah. to find that damn thing. And it is literally it's it's just like it's lower rent than the other ones we're talking about, but it's just it's funny and it's that director's style, which is just. Anything in the kitchen sink is thrown in. Oh, the um, scene that I remember from this mysterious underwater movie is extremely low rent. It was extremely low budget, cheesy, weird, but and I almost can't explain it because it was such a like ten second scene. Oh, okay. So do you remember it or like vividly, that scene? vividly? Which is what? <laughs> I don't even know that it would make <laughs> sense to try and explain it to you. I kind of remember. Uh, they're underwater. They're in an underwater suit, like that deep uh, diving abyss type suit. Um, yeah. And it, the person kind of crawled into this alien environment from the bottom of the sea, and then was in a air environment. And it was like they were crawling on a soft mattress type material that was yellow and bubbled, and the walls were kind of like 
pulsating or something? Or Pink and pulsating, something like that. Dude, that is The Rift. Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. I've watched literally dozens of these movies looking for this Ooh, damn scene. Because that happens in the movie. I, on Channel 43 in, like, the <laughs> 80s. Oh, that would be so great if that would be it, because it's... You have no idea. Comes... I have literally been looking this for this movie since the 80s, I have, <laughs> and I have never been able because to Because seriously, in that movie, they get into this underwater, this cavern, where this creature, whatever it is, and the walls are pinkish, and there's these tentacles, and oh, it's, it's hilarious. I hope so. Lord, do I hope so. It would, that, that's my longest-running search of all time. I have not been able to find this thing. And that's an 80s... Anyway, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Theater ticket lottery. Let's move over there. Grab your bags and boxes and vaults and let's root around in there and find. I, I now this last time I'm going to make a little bit of a, a rule here for what I pick because this last time I pulled out recent uh, stuff where the tickets are all bigger than they used to be. So this time I'm going to kind of dig down and find these little bastards from old stuff <laughs> so that it's more interesting because it sucked last time. On my end. And I'm not going to look at what they are, but I'll just grab the first, like, low-rent one that I find. Okay, um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, go, go for it. You go for it. Okay, I'll grab the... Oh, right, there's one. Got it. Uh, okay, what do we got here? Oh, Lord. This one is... Fa- uh, once again, completely faded on the front. This is a Hoyt's ticket. And on the back, I wrote down what it was so I wouldn't lose it. Dante's Peak. Oh, <laughs> with Mr. 007 himself. <laughs> yes. Um, this was I, I, one thing I specifically remember about this movie and this time frame. This was when the this was the year of the volcano movie because it was Dante's Peak and the one where they were, the volcano was blowing up in L.A. Was that volcano with Tommy Lee Jones? Yep. Yeah. You know, like they have the the asteroid movies have two in the same year competing, and this was the year of the competing volcano movie. Uh, as far as the movie itself, I it's still a pretty decent flick, isn't that Linda Hamilton in it as well? She was, wasn't she? That yeah, was when she so. was still. I mean, there was a pretty good. There was some pretty good action stuff in the end, right? Yeah, it threw. A, yeah, and there was a couple of parts that freaked me out, like the lake turned to acid. And they were in that boat, and the boat started sinking. And a dog, and, and there's a dog, there's a in, dog it, right? in there, and like the grandma jumped out and pushed the boat, and then she just, her bones were dissolving. It was like really, uh, it was really creeping me out. <laughs> um, now, did you like which one? Did you like better that one or Volcano with Tommy Lee? Oh, Dante's Peak. Volcano is horrible. At one point, I mean, that was a volcano bursting out of the floor of L.A. And then at one point, he's running away from it or something. And I was like, whoever decided that Tommy Lee Jones was an action star? Has he ever done any other action-y type stuff, really? I mean, The Fugitive, maybe, but that's... Men in Black. eh, He's still not, like, running around. Ah, Whatever. Yeah. Two-Face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, so for me, um, so just so you know, I, I I reached my hand into this bag here, and literally, I'm not making this up. I pulled out my first child Lucas's uh, binky <laughs> that I that I saved because it's a memory for me, and it, somehow it got buried in 
the uh, in my tickets. It's, so it's your your fondest memories bag, and it's all your movie tickets and one binky. Yeah, yeah. So here it is, and it's it's cut in half. Like the the binky part is cut in half. So that was we were trying to wean him off of the binky. Uh-huh. So anyway, so having said that, the ticket closest to that binky is um a comedy Cinemark. I can't believe this. I don't. There's uh, there's literally this is the first time that this has happened. Um. It's Tinseltown, but there's uh from 2009. But there is no description of what the movie. There's I I don't know what the movie is. There is nothing on this ticket that says what the movie is. So back to the drawing board. No, oh, maybe might as well even pitch that one, huh? Okay. Um. Next up is I'm trying to find a like a Cinemark-ish type one. Here mm-hmm. we go. Okay. Um. Oh, a very very recent one actually. The Peanuts movie. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Uh, that was a surprisingly well-made uh, animated movie. That that it wasn't a Pixar movie type thing, but it was it was fun. It was like a what you would remember from the card from the uh, the comic books, mm-hmm. um, just into a feature length thing where there's just funny little cute things happening for an hour and a half. I liked it. That was a good movie. Cool. Uh, so peanuts movie, interesting. Okay, <clears throat> what kind of gold do you want over here? Um, let's do. Um, um oh, let's do a, a, an action movie, a good action movie. I know we already had an action movie. Let's do another action movie. All right. Wow, this one's really faded. Um. Oh, good lord. Well, you got this one right, I guess, maybe. Um, might have to queue up the date, though, just to see if it's the first one or not, because I don't have if, like, uh, there's a two after it. National Treasure. Oh, man. Did um, you, did, I know we watched one of those together, right? This might, might have been it. It was, uh, I think this was Maslin. This one's really faded. Um, 12-21-2007, I want to say. Maybe 2002. Which when can you look? We need to do some research here. Find out when. Okay. When what came out? Okay. Because I do know I saw the sequel in the theater with my sister. Oh, okay. She really liked um, those movies, so I was trying to. You know, anytime a family member who it wants to go see a movie, I'm generally like, "All right, let's go." You know. Yeah. Even if it's uh, this, that. This was 2004. National Treasure came and, out. Um, November 19th. What about the sequel? Uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets came out 2007. This was the and, sequel. <laughs> okay. And that was December 2007. December 2007. Yep. This is it. And that was a lot of groaning for me. Oh, me too. I remember a Ferrari getting hit or something. Ah, that movie sucked. Yes, it did. And, and, and like, even the first one, while it's, it's a bad movie, it's still watchable. Like, as a silly dumb adventure movie but part the sequel two, was pretty bad right part two is really bad and my sister was digging it which is fine it's okay i still love you jay it's okay <laughs> and it was just fun to at least you know just the two of us going out to a movie because that hadn't happened in so long okie dokie mm. uh for you uh 
Peanuts would have qualified as a comedy. Now I want. Yeah, a, it does. I want a horror. It movie. does. Okay. We. I've been trying to get one out of you for how many segments of this? Still nothing. I know. Okay, I'm digging way down into the depths of this toilet. Um, <laughs> what will I find? I'm hoping that. Um. Okay. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Saving Private Ryan? Well, that's... <laughs> that's a horror movie? Uh, but that's still kind of a wah-wah. I was hoping for something crazy and weird and... Um, yeah. I actually did watch Saving Private Ryan twice in the theater. Which is weird to think that I did, but yeah, I did. I can't remember if I did or not. I might have. It's very possible. Yeah. That was I a, think that was one big, I was so blown away the first time I saw it that uh, some friends went to go see that again. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, yeah, I'll watch that again. And both times, I believe the theater was sold out. And that was after a, it had been out for a while. But at that point, there was nothing really like that that had been done to that effect as far as the opening scene. And so I'm like, I, I need to see that again on the big screen. Yep. That's so. totally understandable. Okay. Okay. One next more. up for you, science fiction. That was really hesitant. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I. Wow, dude. You might have nailed it again. I guess this would qualify as science fiction. This is going back. Another Hoyts. Uh, powder. Oh. Did I watch that with you? I don't know. Oh, because that's the um. Uh, what's his name? Um, that's the director of, uh, of, ah, come on, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, we were just talking about this via text with Jess. Yeah. Didn't she say that he's, um, that uh, some people are really mad about Jeepers Creepers coming out on Screen Factory or something like that? Yeah. Because he's a pedophile? Yeah. He he got, I mean, he did his time, but yeah, he, he got in trouble. And, uh, and it was, I believe, during that movie is when he really got in trouble. Powder? Yeah. That's what she was saying. They went back and they watched it again, and he's shooting. I don't know. I mean, I remember the movie. I remember seeing it in the theater, but I don't, obviously, I wasn't looking at it through that prism. Yeah. But uh, I liked that movie. Yeah. Uh, you you liked Powder? I, yeah, I, I remember it's, so it's weird about that movie. Wasn't there a scene in a, in a cafeteria where a bunch of silverware goes flying in the air or something? Yeah, vaguely. I Something like that. I mean, the guy was like, electric or something he could yeah. magnetize stuff and he's always getting hit by lightning or something or other and yeah i think so yep some weird <laughs> story i don't know but i attract uh, apparently attracted pedophiles and whatever mm. that was the but the guy that starred in that was sean patrick flannery who was in mm. boondock saints and uh lots of other things b movies <laughs> but i was associating with uh boondock yeah. <clears throat> All right. Last one for you. Stick okay. What's it going to be? Are you going to stick go. with horror? I'm going to stick with horror. Okay. Here we go. And the winner is. You called this one right. Jeez, finally. Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, nice. Yep. I remember this one well with you, Adam, uh, Archie. We all drove up in Adam's Jeep to Movies 10 in Worcester. It was a matinee, and it was great. I remember that. Yeah. It was in the summer. That was 04? Uh, 
Yeah, I believe so. It was I, the date here is three twenty three twenty. Hmm. But I remember we saw that like a bunch of us. And now a Zack Snyder movie is coming out on three twenty five. Oh, damn, really? No kidding. No, that's kind of cool. Interesting. <laughs> but uh, that movie, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but uh, that is one of the best remakes uh, of that of all of those big horror movie remakes that came out and are still being churned out. I That one there was a solid movie. And I was really looking forward to the Day of the Dead remake that was coming after that. You watched that one. Oh, I did not. No. Horrible. Is this one of those instances where you're going to come back in two years and tell me that after your fourth watch, you finally really like it? And I should. I watched, watched that one time. I mean, it, it, that is nothing like the actual, the original Day of the Dead. Whereas at least this one is in spirit, very similar to, to Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. That Day of the Dead remake, I think that, is it Mina, not Mina Savari. Um, no, I think the, you're what, right. I think Mina Savari, I'll, I'll look it up. Or the, the girl from uh, from American Pie was in it, I believe. That was, her name. That was Mina Savari, wasn't it? Uh, Let me just oh American Beauty. No, I was thinking American. Yeah, Beauty. yeah, Mina Savari. Yep, Day of the Dead, two thousand eight. Ugh, that movie. Nick Cannon was in it. Yeah, yes, directed by Steve Miner, which Steve Miner has done some good movies, but that Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Halloween H two O, and uh, Day of the Dead wasn't one of them. I remember us being pretty excited about that movie, and then you watched it, and I was—I I never got around to it. I, I wonder if it's still on Netflix. Maybe I should give it a give it a try. Yeah, I think I thought that that movie even like it. It I was expecting a theatrical release on day, and it, it didn't even get a theatrical release. No, it didn't. Um, so meh. Not that but I Dawn of the Dead. I knew that this movie was going to kick ass at, right from the get go when with that killer opening. That opening was so good. Uh, I wasn't entirely convinced by the opening because I thought that was just kind of the new zombie thing we're doing these days with the 28 Days Later. What, what, well, mm-hmm. now wait a minute. Did that come out first? Was 28 Days Later 28 out? Days Later came out first, okay. yes. So at first, I just thought it was kind of aping that at first, but then that long, wide shot where they were oh, following the I car, remember that. that was like, okay, maybe this Horrific. will be something special. Yeah. And it just got better as it went, even with and just there, some of the ridiculousness of uh, having fast zombies, you know. Yeah. But I liked the fact that, that some of the comedy beats in it were perfectly timed. There were really good comedy beats in it, and the gore was just unrelenting and brutal. Yeah. I Good do remember, movie. too, that's one of the first times I ever sat through all of the end credits of a movie. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's yep. a horrible thing to say, because I know real cinephiles sit through the end credits of every movie, even if it isn't a Marvel stinger waiting thing. They just, yeah. you just do that to be polite. Um, but uh, that was the first time I was drawn to do that. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, that's, that's I'm glad you brought that up. Is I work at a theater, and I work at a, an art house theater, and uh, I have now gotten used to the fact that, that when I clean that theater, it's when all the credits are done because there is generally at least a couple people that sit through the entire credits. And in the movies that we show, there's no stingers in those things. It's People are sitting in there out of respect for the movie. So it, that is a thing. I'm getting real tired of the stinger thing. Yeah. And we can move right into recently watched with that. I'll bump this up to the top of the list. Deadpool. I got to go see this one in the theater. The wife yeah. wanted to surprise me with a night out because I have been buried in kids. And so we went out to dinner and watched Deadpool. I, honestly, she just wants to get her Ryan Reynolds on. I know her. That's that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm totally okay with that. 
And it's a good movie. You know what it is? It's a Deadpool movie. Right from the get-go. If you've ever read a Deadpool comic, there you go. That's pretty much it. Um, I don't... I'm curious to see how it holds up on rewatch, because... You know, that kind of snarky attitude can only go so far. Uh, I think it needs to be fresh every time. So yeah. watching it for the third time, you might, might be like, okay, I get it. You're calling him a shit pickle. I, I got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're very cute. I got it. Move on. Um, and I, I'm not dogging it at all. I just, I, I wonder how, how it'll hold up. And I, I was another thing too. I was very, I think my favorite thing about the film was Colossus. I, I was happy to Not finally really? see the Colossus that I picture in my head and that was in the animated series from the 90s. And that is Colossus, uh, you know, hard Russian accent, gigantic person, you know, way, way. He was bigger. funny, by the way. Yeah. And way. Really bigger, funny. <laughs> way bigger than the one that's been in the X-Men movies thus far. And mm-hmm. No disrespect to them. They did fine for that being like, uh, somebody else said it on a podcast. I can't remember who, but just if you have heard this before no i didn't come up with it i know that um somebody said that uh the x-men movies that was freshman year colossus and this was senior graduating class colossus <laughs> ah. and i completely agree except this time he actually has a russian accent because he is very 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 russian and that deep v haircut he has in the front oh yes that, yep i love and, and it did, did I, you I, like uh, teenage warhead too i don't i know absolutely nothing about her okay. that's a deadpool character from what I've gathered, I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked her. She was enjoyable. Had, you know, it was fun to watch, but yeah. was she anything like comic book? I have zero clue whatsoever on that character. Um, yeah. But as for the stinger, I was waiting for the stinger. I was hoping like the little mid early credits sting. That's okay. That's fine. But I waited and waited and waited and ended up waiting through the whole thing. Yep. And I was like, I gotta go, you know how it is, you wanna go pee, you wanna go, hey, yeah. come on, let's go. And then I finally get to the end, and I was like, so not worth it. it was, <laughs> <With> the... <laughs> I mean, it was fine, but it was like, I should've just, I just could've gone home and watched it on YouTube, probably. That's, yeah. I mean, and I'll, for anyone out there that hasn't seen Deadpool yet, all he does is come out in a bathrobe and say, oh, you're still here? Go on, get out of here, and probably swears a whole bunch, and then... Uh, says that Cable's going to be in the next movie, th- which is great. That's absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to see a cinematic representation of Cable. And I, how are they going to do that? But then again, they made a Deadpool movie, and nobody yeah. thought they'd do that. So, did did they now? Because you're more well, we're way more versed in comic books than I am. But did they truly bungle the first Deadpool in uh, in uh, X Men Wolverine? Just up, just up until after the surgery, where he comes out and he has swords in his arms and his mouth is yeah. sewn shut. That that from then on, that's all bungled. Everything up to then, I, as far as I know, was okay, because that's kind of how he was before uh, he went into the weapon program, yeah. which he was, you know, like Wolverine's Weapon X, Weapon Ten. Yeah, he was Weapon Eleven. He was the Deadpool. Oh, okay. All right. So then he got, yeah, some of those powers and I, I, like he never got eye blast powers or teleport power as far as I know, but I don't know a lot of, uh, I don't know. I don't have a collection of Deadpool comics over here, so I'm sure some Deadpool fan right now is screaming, you idiot. No, he did at the one. Yeah. I don't know, but just, just arm's length knowledge of Deadpool. Yeah. Most people 
either hate X-Men or Wolverine Origins or strongly dislike it. I've seen it a couple times and it's every time I watch it I'm like this isn't that bad. It's okay. It's my my I, my biggest complaint with that movie is just when Deadpool comes out of surgery and they fight him and that all like that whole part is just weird. Um yeah. everything else I'm like, "Meh, that's all right." I mean, I don't uh, Gambit, I guess Gambit's lame. I love Gambit and he's just kind of lame in that movie. Um, yeah, but the Deadpool thing is the the only part where I thought was a serious stumble of that movie. And see, at that point when I watched that movie the first time, I knew nothing about Deadpool. I'm like, oh, that was okay. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed that movie. And then I watched it again. And I'm like, ah, so it's. Eh. Uh, and then I started reading about, oh, this is not the way Deadpool was. Oh no, comic and books and the Deadpool movie. That's dead. That's the way it should have been. He should have come out like that you know yeah. but that's not the way it was so now what did you think of tj miller i know that you're not a big fan of his I'm not a big fan of him you... but he did not bother me in this movie he was okay yeah. i didn't have yeah he did some funny he, he had, had some fun. funny parts um i can't get through this review without mentioning and this is my wife's fault because sometimes you know much like your wife she will just say something and it sticks in my head so hard that I cannot get past it because she just brings a different perspective to some things. For a movie where they're fourth walling and making fun of every Ryan Reynolds movie ever, at one point <laughs> all of these guys come in uh, to T.J. Miller's bar. They're all dressed in leather, whatever. These couple people they rough him up a little bit. They want to know where Wade Wilson is, and on their way out, he's mocking them, and he says, "Why don't you?" I didn't quite catch the line, but he makes a Blade 2 reference. Like, what? you guys look like you're dressed out of Blade 2 or something because they're dressed in leather. And my wife leans to me and is like, what? what? Ryan Reynolds was in Blade Trinity and that was the terrible one. Why didn't they make a joke about that? And I'm not kidding. For like the next three days, I'm like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> Why in the world would they not have just... I, I thought of... I was just thinking of lines that they could say... That would include Blade Trinity instead of Blade 2, which is actually a good movie. You know, yeah. And another crappy Ryan Reynolds comic book movie, Blade Trinity. You could have so easily zinged that thing. I don't know. I got to rewatch it to hear what the actual line was because I, I didn't quite catch all of it. It was just it was something like, go back to Blade 2 or something. I don't know. I don't know what, what exactly it was. Uh, but anyway, mm. uh, yeah. Deadpool thumbs up. We'll see how it holds up on rewatch. I've taken more than enough time on that. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I've been on uh, with with my usual. I get on a kick, and then I have to go and watch a bunch of things from either the same actor or the same director or the same genre. And uh, I got on a Luigi Cosi kick, and uh, so I watched a bunch of, of course. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you're probably wondering who is this man? I am. Was he was the uh, the the plumber in Green, right? Yes. No. <laughs> um, okay. Luigi Cosi, obviously, is an Italian director. And uh, he goes by the American name Louis Coates or Cotes, C-O-A-T-E-S. And um, I have yet to watch one movie from him that I don't enjoy on some sort of a level. And here's the movies that I've, since our last podcast, I have watched from him. Lou Ferrigno's Hercules, um, The Adventures of Hercules Part 2, Wait a minute. Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Wait a minute. 
So the first one's called Hercules, and the second one's yes. called The Adventures of Hercules Part 2. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Carry on. Exactly. Okay. Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Um, uh, the Killer Must Kill Again. And Star Crash. And I want to say that he also did, which my personal favorite of his is Contamination, and that's the alien movie with the I eggs. I have seen that one. Yes. Uh, but oh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on, on these, but I got to say, they, they're so much fun. Um, you have, I let you borrow, I let you borrow Star Crash. Uh, here's what is cool about, uh, these older movies, especially these science fiction fantasy ones, uh, and even, even contamination to a certain extent, but, the practical effects that they use in these movies. This guy, I've watched enough special features and interviews with this guy um, to know he is a huge fan of uh, of uh, Harryhausen. Clearly, um, yeah, and and it shows in his movies. And it's low rent, but I love the fact that he really tried with his stop motion stuff because it is splattered throughout his fantasy movies. Uh, I Hercules love that. is it's so cool, and Hercules is a gem. With Lufer, you know, that is a cool-ass movie. Adventures of Hercules Part 2, significant drop, especially the first 10 minutes of the movie are recapping the original, and uh, everything is a little bit more low-rent. And then the um, Sinbad of the Seven Seas was actually a miniseries that was made, and the canon, from canon, and they didn't like it, and Enzo Castellari... There you go. Sure. Enzo Castellari made it, and they didn't like what he did, so they got in Luigi uh, Cosi. They made they got him to come back in and um, recut it down from six or seven hours down to a whopping hour and thirty six minutes. Six or seven hours. And uh, they so basically they they go and the entire thing is near as like voice over this woman telling this her daughter a story of Sinbad. So the entire movie is just this woman talking and talking, and there's random scenes of stupid shit happening and it's 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 such a non-movie it's such a non-movie that it's actually fun to watch uh but it is a bungled mess have you seen the the harry harryhausen uh sinbad movie i mean well i think there's yes a few oh yeah the, yes the, the one where he's fighting with the skeletons and stuff yes oh that movie kicks so much classic ass. i love it yeah uh but some especially hercules uh it, something about it was so insane and that's the best way to describe it and same with star crash is it's like we're just gonna just throw a bunch of things at the screen and hopefully something will stick and most of it does uh star crash has david hasselhoff in it um <laughs> who i read had severe food poisoning through so they cut a lot of his uh-huh, stuff either yeah. out or or did alternate takes so you don't see that he's. I, I saw his i saw his cheeseburger drunk video i'm sure it was food poisoning if yeah. finger air quotes <laughs> yeah. alcohol problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, Star Crash, you have the movie. Good luck making heads or tails of it. Uh, the guy that plays Maniac is the bad guy. Joe Spinell, he's the bad guy in it. As uh, Count Zarth Arn. Uh, Christopher Plummer as the Emperor. It's it's just insane. I can't wait to Stop watch motion. it. I've just been waiting it's, for the right time. Yes. Yeah. Just make sure that you have a drink in hand when you watch That's these movies. That's why I'm waiting. Most of my viewings are in the office, and I don't want it to be. I want that. That that might be a week. Yes. Like, I really wanted to get it done before the show so I could comment on it. But I think that's going to be a weekend. Yeah, yes. And watching it, I'm like, someone was tripping their balls off on acid <laughs> making this thing. Because it's so random and weird and, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
and you think it's going to be a Star Wars knockoff, but then, and I watched, I watched the special features, and oh, no, 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 this was kind of a Star Wars knockoff, but he wanted to channel Harryhausen, and it's something. Um, <laughs> anyway, and last but not least, then, uh, the, uh, that, uh, The Killer Must Kill Again is a Giallo that he made back in 1975, and what's cool about that movie is that it's actually a well-made movie, and I would have no idea that the, the same director that made that stuff also made Killer Must Kill Again. I would guess that you would probably really enjoy that movie uh, as a really cool little Hitchcockian type thriller. It's not really a horror movie, but it's uh, it's just well-made cop crime thriller. I really liked it. Uh, so, but that director, I I don't know if I've watched one movie from his that I absolutely hate. He's just he has his own style, and I love the fact that the movies in America are Louis Cotes or Louis Coates or <laughs> whatever. Funny. So, cheers to you, Louis. Yeah, welcome to America. Here's your new American name, America. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Coates. Anyway. Yeah, Louis Coates. <laughs> That's you. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, well, maybe add that killer thing to my list. I've got a couple of uh, giallos here that I need to watch. Solange and the Sheba Baby and... Uh, I need to get those checked off here soon, so um, maybe I'll be in the market for that pretty before long. Okay, next up for me, The Boy from 2015. Mm. I probably should wait till Jess is on to talk about this since I borrowed it from her, but eh, we'll, we'll just go ahead and spin on it now, because I want to convince you to watch it since, it's, since you have it now. Um, okay. This is the one from 2015, an intimate portrait of a nine-year-old sociopath's growing fascination with death. That's what the IMDb synopsis says. I don't know how accurate. Eh, I would be a little more loosey-goosey on it than that. Basically, you got a nine-year-old that lives out in the middle of God's nowhere desert with his father at a dying motel. Like one of those motels with like nine rooms. Um... That's just a stopping point for the lost and hopeless. And the kid is just there helping his single dad. And uh, he's just bored most of the time, you know? Which plays into this being a slow burn. It's a slow burn film. There's no doubt mm. about it. You might not like it the first time around. But I had, as, as the film went on, and I was even watching him like, this is slow burn. I get, you know, let's go. Come on. But I was never bored. And they avoided a lot of cliches that they could have gone to as far as a showing a dis disturbed child's youth, where they're just like, see how bad he has it? It wasn't like that. It wasn't like Sonny Boy, where it's like, see these people torturing him to turn him into a psychopath? It, there was none of that. He was just bored. Um, and a little frustrated, because it's just him and his dad at this motel with almost nobody else around. Um, Rain Wilson shows up uh, through a series of weird coincidences or accidents or whatever, and I, I automatically I'm like, okay, here comes Dwight Schrute, because you're always Dwight, Dwight Schrute. You always will be, and that's all you can do. He actually did okay. Uh, he was not overused. He had a very specific role, and he played it very well, uh, served its purpose. I was surprised, because I was very skeptical about him being in this movie, and I was like, I, I like what you did. You're still kind of Dwight Schrute, but mm -hmm. it still kind of worked. Um, and, you know, his backstory was an important part of what made uh, the boy take certain steps. 
Uh, next, I okay. I had a extra, as this is going. Obviously, it's going to be all about the ending. I had a very extremely specific thing, series of things that I wanted to happen in the end, and shockingly, they all did. I, I couldn't believe it. Like I was, I'm in. Like that ending was so much what I wanted that I would watch this movie again. Not like real soon because it's so slow, but down the road, you know, five years, I would. I would definitely watch this again. And if they made a sequel, I would I would definitely watch that. Which I guess they're planning to do a trilogy or something of this kid growing up being crazy or whatever. Um, nice. But okay. I definitely think you should give it a chance. It's, again, it's not a fast-paced film. But it's very well shot, and it's got a good story, and it goes against a cliche, in my opinion. Because um, obviously, I tell you that premise, you're thinking, Dad's an asshole, right? Yep. Oh, yes. No, he's not. He's just a huh. dad. He's, he's a good dad. I I liked him. So, I, it, you know, it, uh, right there's your instant cliche that we would automatically go to as horror fans. Oh, well, obviously he's being abused and he's in a miserable uh, kind of environment. No, not really. It's just kind of boring. And so he's looking for ways to entertain himself. Anyway, I'm starting to repeat myself. but no, But seriously, like... Reading the back of the cover of that Blu-ray, I'm like, I don't want another Sunny Boy. Ugh. This is not that. Trust me, you know how low my tolerance is for that shit. Yeah. It's not that. And at the end, I, I don't want to yeah. ruin it or give... I don't want to spoil it, but... And once you watch it, and then we have Jess on, then we can do a spoiler-filled uh, review of yes. it. So I, you know, we don't do that until all three of us have seen it. Which is okay. why I was okay with bringing it up tonight, because I need to encourage you, I need to push you over the edge to get get that watched. I don't know that I'd make it a a Friday night party on the big screen. Um, yeah. It, honestly, you could do the first two-thirds of this on the treadmill. And then then the ending, you'll know. You'll know when it's time. <laughs> we'll, we'll finish this bad boy off on the big screen. Okay, and all right. I... Would be pretty. I don't know. I don't want to say I'd be pretty surprised if you didn't like it. You may not like it, but I don't know. I give it a chance. Is it? It's not what I was expecting. I had low expectations, and it was good. I liked it. I give it a thumbs up. A a solid okay. solid film, all all okay. across the board and and everything. Okay, uh, back to you. Okay, so next up for me is uh, I'm going to do a quick double header on Toby Hooper. And uh, we've <laughs> you talked not about run out of Toby Hooper movies to review. Oh, uh, you know, just when you think I have. And now at this point, well, no, no, I'm looking at his IMDb, and there's a couple more that I'll probably end up watching again. But uh, I rewatched The Fun House on Blu-ray after watching Eaten Alive. Eaten Alive was just released from Arrow, and I got the Arrow. Okay, now of wait this a minute. Eaten Alive is the one with the alligator. Yes. Okay, I got a uh, at the time rare DVD copy right around the time DVD was getting big and we watched it and we both absolutely hated it. Uh, I do remember that. So much so that I got rid of the DVD. Yep. Now? Oh, well, amazing what a complete high-end <laughs> restoration can do. <laughs> oh, you're just defending the transfer, aren't you? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go on. So this, count, this came two years after... You know, uh, yeah, about two or three years after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, as our listeners know, is in my top five favorite movies of all time. I'm like, I have to give this movie another chance, this Eaten Alive, because I do remember watching it years and years and years ago. 
Uh, I will say that my love of that grimy, gritty, grindhousey feel has grown, especially since Blu-ray, especially since we get a bunch of special features on them and the, the way they were supposed to look. Um, watching this one again after many years, I didn't remember almost anything about it, but I got to say this was this was cool. Um, I actually would be surprised on if DVD you, was almost unwatchable. Yeah, like, this one here looks amazing, and it still is dirty and grimy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's dirty and grimy, but it looks great. Yeah, like it, this is probably how would it looked like to look through the viewfinder of your of their thirty five millimeter camera that they shot this thing through. Um, if they indeed shot um, 35 millimeter, because this could have been 60 millimeter easily. Yeah, I got you. Um, I know what you're saying. It gets got that Evil Dead charm. Yeah, but the last the last 20 minutes or so are what really make that movie really cool. And then it has this really bonkers, abrupt ending, and the music is that this weird sound effecty type end credits. And I'm just like, yep, okay, that one gets a thumbs up. It's not a huge <laughs> thumbs up. It's no Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it was cool. Uh, and it's, it's some random crazy dude that has this hotel in the Louisiana bio and just random riffraff shows up and he feeds them to their, to his crocodile. The end. I, I remember almost nothing about this movie except this guy had this big fake crocodile off the front of his porch in the swamp and that was Yep, it. that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I bought this weird, I, I want to say Anchor Bay, but maybe not, uh, weird looking strange I don't know. You you know you remember right when oh, the, yeah. the first year of DVD where or a couple years where they're like oh yeah. for the forgotten masterpiece of from yeah. the director of Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and I'm like and and it's got an alligator and then we yeah and more than likely it was probably a VHS transfer over yes. ported over to DVD. Yes, I remember. I, I bought it at Best Buy <laughs> because I was like he ah this this will shock him and I you were pissed because you're like that is so cool and then we popped the movie and we're both like. Ooh, and you were like, good luck with that, dude. I was like, <laughs> well, it's no Texas Chainsaw, but I, I, I have come around on that movie a little bit to where it's like, that's not bad. Uh, and then Funhouse, I've every, ever since I watched that for the first time back on network television, that's a cool movie. What year did that it's come more, out? I don't know anything about that. Uh, 1981. Okay. It's a creature feature. It's these, these teenagers are trapped in this Funhouse overnight. And it's creepy. It's not really gory, but it's very, very well made and very effective. And just the uncomfortableness and just, I know we've talked about the whole carnival thing before, <laughs> uh, but they, he gets it right, right in this movie. It's, it's genuinely cool. And the creatures look, the creature looks good in the movie. There's this creature that's offing him in this, in this haunted house, fun house thing. Uh, but it's good. And then I actually went back. I'm like, you know, I used to think that, that, Mr. Hooper had Texas Chainsaw Massacre and little else, but you know, he actually has a lot of really good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, as if you count Eaten Alive, he's got Texas Chainsaw, Eaten Alive, <laughs> I, Sa- at, Salem's at Lot. At this point, I do not count Eaten Alive. Salem, Salem's <laughs> Lot, I do not, yes. Yeah, Salem's Lot is great. Uh, the Funhouse, Poltergeist, which he still, his name says directed by Toby <laughs> Hooper, so uh, that's, I guess, kind of his movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyone Toby with, Spielberg. Anyone with eyes, yeah. That's right. Anyone yeah. with eyes knows better. Yeah. Um, Life Force, which please, yeah. you, you like Life Force, yes, right? Yes, yep. yes, yes. Invaders from Mars was good? No. Was, no? No, it's not. But canon. 
<laughs> oh, those aliens as giant balls on legs wandering yes. around with eyeball probe. No, it's a bad okay. film. Okay. It's in- um, entertaining to watch, but it's a okay. Well, there you go. It's a bad movie. But, but there was a kid and a lady and a, so bad. And... It was so. <laughs> it was so pedophile-y. Like if anybody, should be, yes, that's right. I remember that. Should like, be him. Oh. Like he's trying to seduce the teacher and she's leading him on. Like she's like, no, ooh, but maybe. <laughs> and what about these weird-looking little? Sperm alien. And then he's like, I'll here. save you because I love it. was so uncomfortable. It was <laughs> no good whatsoever. Oh, but so then Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Awesome. And then after that, there were some TV shows. And then here's where things started to go downhill Spontaneous Combustion. Never saw. With Never even Brad Dorff. I watched that on VHS and I remember not liking it. But oh, I should watch it on Blu ray sometimes. It's so clear. <laughs> Yeah, that it's good oh, now. Seven one is amazing. It made oh. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Now you did watch Body Bags, right? We've talked about Body Bags uh, before. Is that the John Carpenter thing? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he did. He did the segment called I. Yeah. Which is Mark Hamill, Stacy. No. Yeah. Yes. And I thought that was good. Yeah. It was all right. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. It's a masterpiece. What, what, okay. Okay. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> And then the mangler, and back to Didn't you. Didn't see that one either. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but he, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Nothing else. Okay. Uh, I'll do a double header here. Um, of two movies that are extremely related. First off, the, this one I wanted to mention because it was on the roulette. I threw it your way a couple times. I don't know if you ever got around to watching it. It's from nineteen seventy, uh, seventy-two or seventy-four. Uh, it's called Immoral Tales. Do you remember that one? Oh, yes, yes. Did you watch it? No, I have not. Okay. No need to. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a series of short films, anthology, slapped together, French, uh, about immoral people at the, you know, in the olden times, return of the century, uh, sexual things. Okay. So... You probably have all the information you actually need for that movie. It's just, uh, there was the Countess, and she liked to take all of the maidens from the villages, and she brought them to her house and made them strip naked, and uh, lots of bush and boobies, and she made them all bathe, and then she had them wander around her fortress. Next story, then... Some guy is trying to get laid by some chick, and then there's some boobies and some bush, and then it's over. And you're like, <laughs> okay, that was the thing. Uh, and no, nothing to see here. If you were in 1974, maybe the, in France, maybe this was shocking or appealing or interesting or Something. art house, but nowadays, nope, not so much. Um, and I did fast forward through a fair amount of this movie. Uh, okay. Next up, highly related, Justice League, The New Frontier. <laughs> oh, wow. not at all. Um, I rewatched this. I have this uh, DVD, and this was right before both DC and Marvel started uh, doing all these animated films uh, that are really uh, popular right now. You know what I mean? Like right before that yeah. series started, they they popped out this thing, and it's a Justice League movie where the Justice League is coming together, but it's set like in the 50s, so it's kind of retro. Um, and they all have kind of a classic look to the characters, and they all talk like uh, classic cinema and 50s movies. So this is a very unique sliver of uh, like Silver Age 
comic books and uh, this animated movie thing before the animated movies really took off uh, here recently. Okay. Um, totally entertaining, totally watchable. It, it fits nowhere in the continuity of comics, <laughs> which is what makes it such a great anomaly of cinema. Cause it's like a cool little, uh, justice league origin movie. Uh, that's totally worth a watch. Um, but then it has nowhere else to go because all the, the new animated movies came in right on the tail end of this and they have all new arcs now. Um, which leads me to Justice League War, which was added to Netflix. That, this is the reason I'm bringing this up, because I'm trying to sell you on watching Justice League War. Okay. Uh, as you know, they added, like, uh, I don't know, three of the very recent uh, DC animated movies. It was Justice League War, Son of Batman, and uh, Flashpoint Paradox. They're all good movies. Um, but Justice League War is the one that I'm going to push on Eugene. Okay. Uh, this is the New 52, which is the latest iteration reboot of the comic lines. So this is the new reboot of the Justice League, is basically what it is. Um, and between you and me, in my opinion, this should be the blueprint for Zack Snyder's Justice League movie, which is coming after BVS Dawn of Superman. Dawn okay. of Superman, Dawn of Justice, whatever the shit it's called. Too many damn words in a <laughs> friggin' title. Uh, <laughs> but that's the reason that I want you to watch it, because this is kind of the world that Snyder is bringing up, uh, br doing here, which is the uh, the most current iteration of these comics, uh, in my opinion. All, okay. all very darker. So that's why I want you to watch Justice League War, because that's the latest reboot of the Justice League getting together and beginning and it's a breezy like 80 minutes i don't think it's that long uh but it kicks ass the only thing that i wouldn't expect to see in snyder's justice league is the alien invasion parts of it but all of the connecting parts were uh batman meets green lantern green lantern's like do you suck blood no do you fly no do you wait a minute you're not just some guy in a cape are you and then he turns around and smiles at him like eh, maybe <laughs> uh, and like batman meeting superman where they're actually fighting and yeah because he's an alien and superman is charging at him flying at full speed ready to punch his head off and he goes clark and he whoop stops like inches from his face and scans his face with x-ray vision and goes bruce and that's their first, Ooh. that's their first meeting. Like, I want to see those mo moments in BBS and Justice League because the, they're yeah. so perfect. They're fantastic. And do you think that that will? No, but that doesn't matter. I just want you to watch it for those moments. I don't want you to be too focused on the alien invasion aspects. Just pick up. This is the new iterations of these characters. Wonder Woman's a complete badass. Uh, the dark side shows up. It's a, it's a whole thing. It'll get, get you familiarity with these characters. And I think the influence for what Snyder is doing. That's now, all. do you think as far as wonder woman and uh, Aquaman goes, are they're going to be making standalone movies for them as well. I would imagine the wonder woman movie is already filming that comes out next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the aqua, the Aquaman movie they're making as well, but that's not until a little bit later. But he does have a cameo on BVS, so does uh, The Flash. Okay. I mean, because I, 
I mean, and it, maybe it's just the podcast that I'm listening to, but it's they so they focus so heavily on Marvel, and I'm like, because uh, that's news to me. I'm like, oh, Wonder Woman is going to be made, okay? Uh, oh, that, they, that's been filming now for over a month, I think. Okay, <laughs> it's all right. There's a there's an, a podcast I've been listening to called like Batman News or something, but they've only started a, uh, this podcast to just kind of do Batman v Superman news. They've got like seven episodes. It's not a big thing, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll pass that along to you because you should give. Oh, it a do it's, it's it's good good stuff. Okay, yeah, because I'm excited about. I, I surprisingly, I'm actually way more excited about this new Batman v Superman than I am. Uh, than uh, Civil War, and I want to see. I want to see both. I'm going to see both, but I can't wait for uh, Batman vs Superman. I'm in the same. I'm in the same situation. I, I did think it was funny though. All the hate I was reading about um, the, uh, Batman v Superman because they announced their runtime as being like I don't know two thirty five plus ten minutes of credits or something. So their runtime was like two twenty five or something, and people were like. Why do you need that much time to set up these characters? You set up just as many characters in Deadpool, and that movie's an hour forty. And it's like you, Marvel fan seven five nine eight. Yes, <laughs> I know. I I get it. It's fanboys, but it still just irritates the shit out of me. And then, you know, a week later, uh, Captain Captain Three Civil Wars runtime is released as two hours twenty five. Some it's two and a half hours. Dead silence, crickets. It's like, you yeah. bastard. Oh, that just irritates the crap out of me. Uh, yep. But whatever, that's the world of the fanboy. Anyway, we spent more enough time on that. I, I do have a couple more that I want to get to, so I'm going to pass it on to you so we can okay. get to those. Um, so, I, I again, I I get on these certain kicks, and then I just <laughs> go for it. Go ahead, it. man. It's all right. You don't, uh, you don't have to apologize so I, for the garbage you're watching. I'm... Oh, I just, I got onto a Roger Corman kick, and so I'm just watching a shit ton of Roger Corman, and I rewatched Forbidden World again. Wow. I, I gotta say, I love that movie. And the reason that I'm bringing it up tonight is, is, uh, you brought it up actually a little bit with the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Mm -hmm. is the, uh, the CGI fake backdrops or whatever. This movie was made for God knows how much. Not not much at all. I, I see an estimated budget of a million bucks, and I would be surprised if it was that. And this was made in 1982. It's a, it's a complete and it's admittedly an alien ripoff uh, from Roger Corman's studios, and I love it. It it's so much fun. It's so unpretentious, and the special effects still hold up. Like. All these years later, watching this low-budget alien ripoff, I'm like, those are really gory, gross special effects, and it's I'm not bored. In fact, I I can't wait to watch what happens. This is like a prime time movie for me. When I watch this movie, I watch it it at night on the big screen. I I love it, and I wish that more movies would get back to doing as much practical as they possibly can. Because they hold up better in the long run. To me, they hold up better. This movie, the special effects, the the silly looking monster, it looks cheesy. But the gory effects in this movie, I'm like, that still is gross, and it's not fake look. Like that's gross. Yeah. Um. So that's just why I brought it up because you brought up the whole backdrop thing. Like certain scenes in this movie, 
It's matte paintings, obviously, but it's still I a lot of it. I love matte paintings. That is one of my favorite yeah. things ever. Even though it's like, I know it's fake, it's still like, somebody worked their ass off on that. And it still oh, yeah. looks cool. Yes, and this movie, I'm like, someone spent a lot of time on on make, uh, making this look like an alien planet that there's this crazy looking big monster on. And so I love that. I miss that. I wish that they would do more of that. Uh, but it's just not the world we live in anymore where there's a movie that is shot on film that features pretty much nothing but practical effects. It's all now shot digitally, which is okay. Uh, but with tons of CGI or CGI enhancements. And I'm not opposed to CGI enhancements. Um, but something about like, oh, that was gross. Yeah, it was kind of fake, but oh, that was so gross and cool. And they probably used like a thousand dollars worth of KY jelly and red <laughs> food, red food coloring to make that disgusting mess. Do you think that we and, are getting to a point though where the CGI is becoming acceptably good enough to stand a little more of the test of time? No longer the uh, eraser freaking Arnold alligator. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, cause I've even seen like that one, the, uh, uh, the movie that the roulette movie that I reviewed a week or two ago, uh, the hollow, the, the CGI effects in that were admittedly very good. And that's for a sci-fi movie of the week. That was good. Mm. I'm like that. Damn, that could have been a theatrical release almost. So, yeah, I just I I'm I'm getting old. I miss the the days of nothing but practical effects and just doing whatever you can to make a low budget movie instead of like ah eh, we have we have five hundred thousand dollars so it's going to be all shitty actors and CGI done. I agree. You know, I agree. And uh, you know I'm I'm really losing my patience with crappy special effects, especially after the. Uh, what was it? Uh, oh, the Darth, Darth Maul, Darth Maul yeah. Apprentice fan Heck fan yeah. film that came out here in the last week or two. Um, I mean, that's a a fan film, and the special effects are infinitely better than most Asylum and sci fi movies. I'm like, you have no excuse. Like that thing. Yeah, th there's, there's no way that that cost more than a full. Uh, th what do I know? Maybe it did cost more than a sci fi original movie, but the special <laughs> effects were so good, and the acting was so good. Like far and away, and the cinematography, everything about that was was professional to me. Far and away, like, the best quote unquote fan film I've ever seen. Usually, a fan film is, "Hey, look what me and my friends did. I'm Darth Maul. Woo! I added a yeah. lightsaber. At you know, I made my stick into a lightsaber. And this was not that at all. Like the yeah. martial arts was good. The it was choreography in that thing. I'm like, they got these people knew how to fight like that. I could have easily watched a 90 minute. Darth Maul origins story movie like with with all those actors and that springboarding the rest of the movie that was good I agree and it's going to affect my roulette picks because I'm if I'm looking at the list of what I'm offered and there's something like a ferocious planet I'm I'm not I'm sorry I'm I'm not taking it I can draw a stick figure <laughs> dolphin damn it and I'm not yes. going to put up with it <laughs> Oh yep but um so anyway, yeah. but going back to the whole, uh, you you did watch Forbidden World, right? I believe so. Yes, was that the one where uh, is it? I want to say Selby. It's not that. What's what's her name? The um, main star of the movie? No, maybe Selby. It, uh, 
Maybe I'm way off. It's it's a dude that lands on a planet. Isn't there a and, chick wearing a skimpy outfit? I mean, that's every Corman film. It's, but... it's a Roger Corman movie, yes. <laughs> Hold on. She's a very well-known actress as far as these kinds of things go. Selby, I, um, I, yeah, that's obviously not her name. That's just... Dawn Dunlap and June Dun- Chadwick. Was... Hold on. I gotta look at this. Dawn Dunlap. Um, she was in Barbarian Queen. Yeah. If that's something. <laughs> Uh, June Chadwick was in V, and um, t- Spinal Tap. I'm. I, I think I'm thinking of a different movie. Okay, me, I'm uh, pretty sure you did see this one, though. I think I did too. Uh, now, we, now I've got to try and find out who that person's name is, so that you're yeah. like, oh, you meant her. Yes, she, she does. Well, this one was also known as uh, as a mutant, and it was written by Sybil Danning. Oh, Sybil Danning. That's, oh, okay. Gotcha. What did I say? Uh, done. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, but, uh, I meant the, Sybil Danning. What was that? What, yeah. what movie was she in that was uh, an alien thing? Uh, um, she was in uh, Battle Beyond, Battle Beyond the, the Stars. Ba- That's what I was saying. Yeah. Okay. See, it made sense that I was mixing yes, this up. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the, the story idea for this movie came from Jim Wynarski. Oh, good. He wrote it in seven and, days. And the special effects are from, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Carl Beekler. So it's just a host of awesomeness. Uh, but I, I seriously, I love this movie. I mean, did this movie my top 100, right? I don't know. Actually, that was something I wanted to talk to you about since Jess is doing her top 100. We need to compile our list so that I have a printout that I can we can easily access. So I can say, oh, that's yeah. number whatever on our list. Yeah. But uh, anyway, for Alien Ripoffs, this is top of the list for me. I love it. I love this movie. And... You should you should watch it too, okay. listener, because it's great. <laughs> listener, oh, me, yeah, listener. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I'll watch it again. Uh, okay, uh, I got one more round in me, and then I'm going to be done. And that is okay. continuing our journey into hell. My journey into hell. Hellraiser Eight. Hell World. Watch Ooh, this film, yeah. and I gotta say. I'm going to go ahead and give it away now. But this is the film that we'll be doing a film commentary for. This was Eugene's pick. And I got to say, just bloody perfect pick. Because (laughs) it is a perfect combination of good, bad, terrible, weird insanity. And so many jokes to be made at this movie's expense. Uh, Laughing with and at it. Both. It was great. (laughs) And I, one of our... uh, uh, One of our rules for picking these things, because it's really hard to pick a movie to do a commentary on, because you can't pick a horrible movie, because nobody wants to watch that shit, and you don't pick a great movie, because everybody knows it's great, so what the hell are you going to talk about? you got to do something that's in the middle, a uh, little bad good. So I said, you got it's got to be one of the subtitles, so that when we're doing our commentary, we can have it on with subtitles. Yeah, I, I yeah. went and bought the DVD. I spent twice as much as I would have cared to, five whole dollars, and <laughs> yeah. No subtitle option. So I had to take a hell of a lot of notes. (laughs) But it's going to be a whopper of a commentary, and you can get my review when we do that here in the next episode or two. Uh, And then Hellraiser 9, Revelations. I wrapped it up. You watched that? I watched it today before the show. Awesome. Well, everything except the last mm, 10 minutes, um, which I fast-forwarded through because I got it. I understand what's... Yeah, I got it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not Doug Bradley, Hellraiser, I got it done. Um, 
this film was made to retain the rights of Hellraiser at Miramax, right? Uh, $300,000 budget filmed one time in one screen for the cast, and that's about it. And it shows, and it's bad. There is no arguing that point. This is a bad film. Tijuana. They say Tijuana a lot in that movie. You remember that? As bad as this movie is, dude, I'm not going to lie. Not as bad as Hellseeker. Really? Hellseeker's worse. Because I did not know anything that was going on in that movie the entire time. The whole time of of Hellseeker. I I don't know what's happening. At least with this movie, I understand what's going on. And it's terrible. There's... I'm not arguing. We're talking about a two and a three. (laughs) Yeah. So... Both awful. Admittedly, there's some, there is some pretty good special effects in Revelations. I remember some actually good practical effects in that movie. I, yeah, yeah, there were somewhere he's nailing the skin back on somebody's head. It's basically they're trying to reboot the original or yeah, re- remake it, it in some fashion. And none of it really makes that much sense, but whatever. I watched it. I'm done. I've, I've I'm done on Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> until the new one gets made yeah i'll believe it when i see it so out of all of the hellraiser movies like other than parts i guess parts one and two what is your favorite one now you've seen them all oh boy i see and three is that weird anomalous thing where i cannot remember a single damn thing about that movie um, yeah, three is the most 80s feeling one of the bunch like that's where the 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 CD head Cenobite and the church scene with the yeah see I, I yeah. nightclub there's a nightclub I in remember it, a couple a, of scenes but that's it what is see I got to go down the list here hold on four I don't know five is Inferno that's a good one yeah. six is Hellseeker that's the lowest of them all that's easily the worst of them um, <laughs> no that's actually is that seven. Hellseeker. Yeah, I think Hellseeker is seven. I sw- Debtor is... I, that's what I messed up. Debtor. De- yeah. No, Debtor is seven. Did you, did, did <laughs> Hellse- you like the end of Debtor Hellseeker then? is six. Debtor is seven. I like Debtor better than Hellseeker. At least it's a movie. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and I understand what's going on. It's not yeah. a good movie, but at least it's a movie. <laughs> I should review that one. I haven't reviewed it. It was halfway through it last episode. Yes, I watched Debtor. That, there. That's my review. Uh, That's the, uh, the the chain goes through the the line of cult yeah, people in the end. It had okay, some good yeah. special effects. It had a couple interesting ideas, but I would say of all of the Hellraiser sequels that were uh, Hellraiser was crammed onto other movies, that is the one where it actually kind of fit a little bit. It made a little bit of sense to yeah. be somewhat of a Hellraiser movie. Yeah, I will say this: they're all better than the damn Wishmaster sequels. <laughs> Well, you've actually watched more Wishmaster sequels than I have, and that's crazy coming from a horror guy. Yeah, especially the garbage that you watch on a daily basis. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Literally on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, back over to you. No, that's oh, you're done. I like I, I like where we're at. rounding things out with Hellraiser. That's that's good. Okay. I like that. Bringing it full circle. Okay, now, we, let's do a tease on some yes. some future watches. Go ahead. So. Uh, so I actually, um, I, 
I got the uh, there's a three pack from uh, oh, from Lord. last time you were you're buying packs it was Dolph Lundgren and Van Dam and oh, oh and that is uh, currently dear listener I have my copy of that for sale on Amazon so head over to Amazon they were right great now movies. they were amazing they were awesome right? yes I believe I my copy is a dollar ninety nine on Amazon right now so um, and I'm not joking just look for Eugene W as the seller oh, <laughs> <laughs> for the uh, Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, Van Dam shit fest, uh, icons of action. Oh boy. Um, anyway, yes. Tease next. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, I've I got the remastered, uh, uncut versions of by uncut. I mean, especially part two uh, of the original, th- the first three Children of the Corn movies on Blu-ray. Okay. And reason the main reason I'm bringing this up is part two is supposedly in its original theatrical form with the CGI in, which most versions on DVD, for some reason, deleted the really, really cool CGI transformation scene in that movie, which is it's a really neat scene. And um, so these are remastered and supposedly looking great, and I got it for a great price, and so I couldn't resist. Um, but that's going to head your way next time, as well as I didn't get a chance to review it this time because I had too much other great movies to review. Um, Fright Night Part 2. I had a chance to watch Fright Night Part 2. That review will be coming soon. Cool. I don't, I don't want to say a whole lot more about that movie because I want to discuss the technical aspects of that movie and the technical specs on that thing. Cool. I look forward to, uh, hearing about it because I, I haven't seen the sequel i need to rewatch the original because i i saw it like i bought it i own it but i've only watched it like once yeah uh, so good movie. i need to give it another another shot and i haven't seen the sequel at all i think jess was, just saw it too and really liked it didn't wasn't she talking yeah. about that a couple weeks ago yep. yeah yeah she really so i need to give that a a look as far as what else is coming from my plate uh what were you talking about oh so what have you done to salon shiva baby um, I'm <laughs> up to my tits in the Flash, and not the new Amazing Flash, the '90s Amazing Flash, <laughs> which shockingly, yep, I'm really enjoying. Now, granted, I'm watching most of it in the background while I'm working and crap in the office. Um, and the only thing I really remember from the original release was that pilot, and how much I loved that pilot as a kid. And I never could keep up with the show because I never we we weren't the type of family that was like oh the Flash is on at seven p.m. on a Friday I don't know when it was on um, yeah never got around to it the only way you could watch that shit is if you set your you knew how to program your VCR to record and could put it in a tape and could record it and then watch it back that yeah now now we're talking uh, that's my sweet spot there talking VHS yeah me too but it's Goodness. like we didn't do that. You know, and yeah. Uh, so a lot of these episodes I haven't seen. I, I remember everything about the pilot, which was movie length. Every all the other episodes, I think I I like. Here's an episode I remember half of here and half there. But this is the complete collection I bought for like nine bucks, and I have just been having a ball going through this thing. I even with all its bad cheesiness, it's still a lot of fun. Throws in a lot of great flash references to this and that. And Mark Hamill plays the trickster, which is nice. pretty much the Flash's version of the Joker. And Mark Hamill is the Joker and all the animated stuff he does, all the voice he is the most well known Joker. He's played the Joker more often than anybody ever. Um, and so it's wonderful. 
I love it. Uh, what else? There's something else I've been wanting. I don't know. Uh, well, Battle, Battlestar yes, Galactica. Yes, Battlestar Galactica. Thank you. The original okay. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. How does how does that compare to to the Flash? As far as coolness, both excellently cool, but from completely different areas or eras. The Flash is from the '90s, and the Battlestar that I'm watching was only on for like yeah. two or three years, from like '78 to '80. So that's actually pre-birth for me, but it's still uh, an era that I very much associate with because we didn't have the updated times that we do now where it's like I'm from 94 so you specifically remember everything that was at 94 but you know we had a time delay yeah. back then so I was born in 79 we were still carrying on the traditions of the 70s into 84 <laughs> yeah uh, so I very yep. much associate with the the dress and the patterns of the way that they filmed TV shows back then, and the special effects are fantastic. So dated, but I still love it. I just wonder what I would think of something like that. Like, would I get into that? Or It's the kind of thing where it's like, I got 20 minutes, and I, I don't want to go to bed yet, but I'm going to watch I want to watch something, and I don't want to start something. So you just kind of pop that on and fall asleep to it. And, and yeah. while you do, you're smiling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like, I can go to the next episode. I got it. I got the gist. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like obsessed with Battlestar, but it's still very entertaining. The Flash, though, I'm totally I love that that's in my collection. I, I'm so happy that it, that it, that I own it. Nice. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm watching right now. I, I've got a, freaking stack of movies that i want to get to and we'll get to in good time i have plenty of gems that i want to do for my yep. friday reviews uh you're gonna be seeing more of that i reviewed azumi 2 death or love god help us all um and <laughs> i have more goodness to put out there but uh wait and see see you on friday oh yeah <laughs> i i'm re i'm really hoping that uh that i can start watching a, a few more recent movies because literally all I've been watching recently is these old school seventies and early eighties movies, and it's like, man, I I need to watch some new shit again. But I, I it's all right, dude. We're, we're only two weeks from Batman, so that yes, that, that'll get me into the theater. Batman, yeah, because I was going to say that will be the next movie that I watch in the theater. Because there's right now there is simply nothing that. I want to spend the money on that. I'm like, okay, I've got to see that. I, oh yeah, my wife was like Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck. Um, I think I'm looking forward to Batman v Superman more than you. And I looked at her and I said, <laughs> "You have wildly underestimated my love of Batman." <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, uh, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword. You can get a hold of us at yahoo.com for mail, Facebook. And Twitter, Movie Freaks Pod. Uh, visit our friend Cinema Sidekick, Cinema Soft Underbelly, <clears throat> at Critic Jess Hicks. If you want to drop Jess a line, she's still out there. She'll be on next episode or as soon as possible. We're all getting busy. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we're just going to do our best to get up whatever we can get up. And anything else to add for this episode? I think we're good. Uh, watch more Roger Corman movies and watch more Luigi Cosi movies, folks. <laughs> They're great! I intend to. Them to me, maybe. Yep, that's probably the only way you'll watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah. I'm Eric Morrow. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.
okay, pause right there. I got to go deal with a kid. Oh. It'll just be a minute. It's holding. I just got to say goodnight, so. Okay. All right. Two minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, with my nose, <clears throat> I guess while the cat's away, the mice come out to play. Um, uh, let's see. What can I talk about? Um, Holden snores, and he might have sleep apnea. And he can be a pain in the ass pretty much every day. I love him. I love him. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. What else is this movie freak going to do? Oh, this movie freak is going to go see the Star Trek Orchestra deal up in Cleveland this weekend. Will it be as good as the upcoming Weird Al Yankovic concert? That's what I'd like to know. And that's what I'm going to find out. What else? I eat refried beans tonight at the Mexican restaurant. That's something. And literally, like, that's something. 